The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Chris Curtis has shocked the world! Welcome to the UFC, Chris Curtis. I've waited 10 years to hear John Rogan say that guy. Chris Action Man Chris Barnett trying to close out his first UFC win. Dude just landed a wheel kick to the head. Chris Beast Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, we're going to get right to it. I mean, Matt and I had an, just an incredible fight card. Uh, anybody who watched it, if you didn't watch it, I, I don't know what you were thinking. Um, Chris uh, Barnett, uh, who fought John Volante, and of course, Chris Curtis, uh, an incredible win over Phil Hawes we have uh, with us oh, today. Yeah. Sorry. I was just thinking of the fight when you said that, and I said, Which oh. Which fight? A fight with uh, Chris Curtis, who's going to be on in an, in an instant. Yeah, he's in the waiting room. I want to get to know him better. Yes. Hey, Chris. Good to see you again, Chris. I feel like I just see hey. you. <laughs> I just saw. I just saw you yesterday. <laughs> hey, man. Listen. Congrats. Wait. You couldn't ask for a better debut, man. Madison Square Garden. You know, and and. and and the way the fight went, I mean, how are you feeling right now? The smile is very telling. <laughs> I'm here, right? I, I really couldn't. Like, what more do you want, man? I got to fight an MSG, like one of the most, like, I mean, it's the Coliseum of arenas. It's freaking amazing. Like, you know, I come, I come from boxing too, so that's freaking great. Like, you get to be there. And then uh, I get to knock a guy out, a guy that were hyping and uh, had, you know, had a lot of what's behind him, like. In a fight, no one thought I was going to win. It makes it even better. Well, it was also, I mean, Phil looked really, really good in that first round. I mean, uh, that, that kick was uh, to the body was working really well. He was, throw, he was throwing a couple of different kicks to the body. Uh, that, that straight right looked really good. Phil Hawes looked really, really good. And it was, you, have you watched it back? Did you hear Rogan's commentary? 
um when he said something about uh he's just got to change the momentum did you did you have you watched it back yeah i did it's funny because about the time he said that as the time you hear sean strickland scream at me to stop being a pussy he like stop fucking the pussy and i was like all right but yeah man it's roughly the same time but yeah man uh sean's uh hats off to hawes he that was the best i've seen him striking wise i wasn't expecting that at all he cleaned up a lot since the last time he fought and uh it caught me off guard honestly i wasn't expecting that and uh the, the punches weren't bad. The front kicks to the stomach sucked. Yeah. Oh, that was so bad. That, that was miserable. <laughs> Coming from boxing, uh, Chris, how much different is it with all the different strikes? I mean, you're used to taking shots and rolling with it. So it's not like like, like a, a grappler learning to strike where it's like, oh, what is this? You're used to taking the shots and rolling with them and whatnot. But now you're getting hit with different parts of the body. Was that hard for you to pick up when you made that transition when you're getting kicked and chin kicked and belly kicked? Yeah, the, uh, the, the belly te- the teeps have always been like something that sucked for me. Like, it's just never been something I like doing. The uh, catching the strikes isn't too bad, but like, you know, it's not so much learning to take other strikes, but learning to use a defense that doesn't leave you open to everything else. Like, if you roll too much, you get kicked in the face. If you shell too much, you get kicked in the leg or get double legs. So that's the worst part is like figuring out, you know, the nuance of how much you can use in each different defensive style before you get messed up and somebody catches on. And you were saying Sean Strickland was saying, don't be a pussy? Is that what he was saying? Yeah, that's literally, right. Uh, as Joe Rogan's talking about, I need to change momentum. You hear Sean Strickland say, Chris, you're fighting like a pussy. Like, like Kurt, you're fighting like a pussy. <laughs> you know what? Fine, man. Like, you know, my bad. Like, I'm used to being the big, scary black guy when I fight. This is the first time I ever fought. I was like, oh, shit, I'm not the big, scary black guy. I'm like, is that what that feels like? Like, I looked at him, we touched gloves, I'm like, fuck, he is cute. <laughs> and uh, were you, did you have like a little bit of jitters being uh, your debut? Was there a little bit of, uh, just a, like, because there was more on the line, it's the garden. I mean, what were you feeling when you first started to fight and when it first started to look like Phil was really going to have a good night? So, I mean, it's weird. I didn't get performance jitters, man. Honestly, like, it wasn't the arena. Everything, I felt fine. Like, it, as they're announcing this, I turned in my corners. I'm like, this feels like just like every other fight. You know, I got 35 fights now. So that was fine. What got me was the first combo I threw, he absolutely punched through. Like just completely punched through the middle. So I was like, okay, maybe that happens. I threw another combo, he punched through, and I was like, fuck, he is bigger than me, he's stronger than me, and he's faster than me. I was like, that is not, he's got longer arms. I'm like, that is not fair. Like, so I had to back <laughs> up, like, bro, it's just like, how do you get all of the advantages? Like, come on, man. I'm a I'm a pretty good athlete. But I had to uh I kind of had to back up and like accept, like accept in my head that like he's a better athlete than you. Like you're not going to beat him on athleticism. Like we've got to be smarter. But I've got 35 fights, man. That's when you know you get to kind of dig in that well of like, okay, I can't beat you physically, but I know that I can, you know, I can outfight you. I think, like I said before, I think I'm a better, I'm a bigger dog than he is. Like I've been doing it a lot longer. I've got a lot more fights, and then you know I had to figure out a way to win. Like, all right, well. This is going to suck for a few minutes, but, you know, I needed him to slow down a little bit, and he did. For our audience, this is your first time on the show. You know, when did you get started? You said you started with boxing. How old were you when you got started, and where did you grow up? I, I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. I was born and raised. I started, like, a, my first thing I ever did was, like, karate and taekwondo. Everybody did. I don't count that. But, like, boxing was the first thing I really fell in love with. When I was 12, around 12, I started doing that. And uh, unfortunately, after high school, I kind of got away from it and everything and I like, didn't really like pursue it. And uh, I got into MMA, though. And then uh, I got started after MMA. I started doing everything. And then I got back into 
you know, after I got my main career kind of picked up, I was like, you know what, I want to go back to boxing. I got with uh, really good coaches out there. Tim Back, uh, there's a Tim Back is a guy from Cincinnati, really well known. Uh, Mike Stafford was a uh, Golden Gloves, uh, the U.S. team coach, and all those guys. So I come from a place of really good boxing pedigree. So you know, that's what I just came up with. And I started doing MMA. I was like, okay, I got one everything else, but I still love boxing, man. Like I was, you know, I was. The fight was over. I'm trying to watch the Canelo fight, like to see what happened. Like I was so excited. So yeah, it's it's, it's still like one of my big loves. Boxing is like your first love with the combat sports. Yeah, it really it really is. Yeah. And, and how'd you get hooked up with with uh, your teammate Sean Strickland? So I met Sean Strickland through Sam Alvey. Uh, actually, fought Tom. I fought Tom Glickio like my sixth pro fight, and it was like Tom's thirtieth pro fight. I fought Tom Glickio, and uh, I lost in the last round, third round, and. A few years later, I kept up with him. He's a really good guy. I needed somewhere to go train for my first uh, like t- title fight for CES. And I'm like, where do I go train? I was going to go to ATD. And Tom Glicky was like, come to Team Quest out in California. So I went out there. And like, Sam Alvey's like, oh, yeah, sure. You can stay with me. And after that, I ended up like living with Sam Alvey for like four years. <laughs> just, that's just the guy Sam Alvey is, man. Like, he's a really good dude. How long ago was this? Did he have his wife and kids already? Yeah, Sam. Oh, yeah. Sam was, uh, it was in Sam's house. It was like, it was me, Sam Alvey, Sam's wife. When I first met Sam, he had two kids and uh, Jordan Winsky was there. And then I was with Sam for four years. And like, uh, right when uh, I left uh, shortly after Crosby was like a year old, his uh, third child. So I was with him for like three, three, four years. And then I moved to Vegas. I've been out here for about two years. Wait, how did that work? Did they have a guest, a guest room for you that you just kind of crashed in or a basement? Yeah, so we, we, we laugh. Like, we, we laugh. It's the Sam's house. There was this, there was a system to where like, you came. When you first got there, there was, the, uh, there was like the toy room. There's like a, the kids' playroom had an extra bed. And then he, he turned his garage into like an apartment for fighters. And then eventually, I moved, I've been there for so long, I moved into the guest room upstairs <laughs> to like the hierarchy of coming to Sam's house. But how did it get? Was there a moment where it was like, okay, I think they're going to ask me to leave? It's been eight months or whatever. H- how did the discussion come? Like, hey, look, I want to stick around. We'd love you to stick around. Did it ever get talked about? No, dude. So I'm telling you, man, like Sam Alvey is probably the nicest human being in MMA, like hands down. Like him and his wife are probably the nicest people you ever meet. So I trained out there. I did my I did like, uh, four weeks out there before camp, and it was great. And then my next fight came up, and he messaged me like, "Oh, hey, I saw they announced your fight. When are you coming up?" So I was like, "Oh, okay." So I came back, and I won that one. And they're just like, "Just stay here." So I actually, uh, they're just like, "Yeah, just stay here." And like, you know, they're they're like they're like family, man. Like I, you know, I did their kids' birthdays. We did stuff together. Like that's family. Great. I'm telling you, it's the nicest man in MMA you'll ever meet. So I just kind of like. Became non-reality for a while. So, yeah, that was uh, this is how they are, man. <laughs> nice people, right? And then through them, you met Sean Strickland at Team Quest. Yeah, I met Sean at que- uh, Team Quest. And that's uh, we used to try to beat the hell out of each other every day. And I, I'm having known Sean for like five years now. There are times we've actually about we've gotten to fist fights three times now in practice. We've been thrown out of the gym like three times. We've, Sean's a friend. And we, we have literally gotten to fist fights three times and been like kicked out of practice for fist fighting each other. Like, it's, Was, did that have to do with his his um, intense sparring habits? Uh, for me, it's yes and no. Like the first time I think it happened, he was beating the hell out of a guy. And I'm like, the kid's fighting in like three weeks. I'm like, Sean, like stop bouncing his head off a wall. And Sean's like, don't tell me what to do, Curtis. And then we got into an argument and just led to a fist fight. He's <laughs> funny. He's like, uh, he's this what I like about uh Sean, because I obviously I, I just seen him too the other day when I was I was there with you guys in Madison Square Garden, is 
he can be a little awkward, but he's that. It's not. It's not an act. He's himself. So we're sitting there. I see him and Chris, and I'm talking to him, and I get along with Sean. So he's like, "Man, Sarah, man, how do you live in this shithole?" <laughs> oh, I go. I go, man, I, well, you were there. I think you were with us. Girl. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like, if this is a shithole, I'm like, yeah, I, I, walked, I walked away. Like, yep, this is going. It was after the fight. We were in the lobby. It was the night of. I was leaving. I was getting an Uber back home. So I'm, I go, oh, I go, dude, I live in Long Island. I go, it's more a little laid back. He goes, oh, I've been to Long Island. Oh, that's a fucking shithole, too. <laughs> so I'm like, is the guy just looking for an argument? But he's not. And then he goes, because I can tell because I'm looking at him. I'm like, oh, you don't like Long Island. Now, I'm not taking offense, but I just want to, I go, where are you from? And I forgot where the fuck he told. But he, yeah. did, but he did tell me, he goes, oh, we're up. I can walk out of my house. I can just take a piss. I can fire guns. I go, that makes sense. He's not shitting you. He lives on top of a fucking mountain. I'm like, like, like a fucking flower farm. It's insane. I was like, why do you like, he's, he lives away from society, which as it should be. Like, you can't have him around regular people too often. Like, we should have He seems like he has a bit of a short fuse, a bit of a short fuse. It, uh, yeah, like I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, like I, I laugh because like the Sean Strickland you guys see now is actually a kinder, gentler, more tempered Sean Strickland. Not take credit for this. I've been like for years, like bro, like you got to calm down. But like you know, I've I've lived with Sean before. Like you know, we've been he's been a really good friend for years. He used to live with me out here. He first started coming to Vegas more often. And like the dude, people ask, it's not an act. He just he's not a bad Sean's not a bad guy. Don't get me wrong. He just has no, he walks around, unfortunately, with no concern that anyone else can harm him. And this is what happens. But he's the reason why we have laws, because, like, without laws, like, here be more Sean Strickland. So he walks around completely unconcerned about his safety or, like, societal norms. And it, it, he's the most free human being you'll ever meet because he just doesn't give a fuck, honestly. But yet he's likable. He's a very, yeah. like, he is a likable guy. Sean will give you the shirt off his back, but he'll also talk shit about you the entire time. Like, so, like, that's the two sides of the same. Like, he'll give a shirt off his back, but he will talk shit about you the entire time. Like, oh, you fucking suck. You lost your shirt. Like, he'll give you a shirt immediately. He He's made, he's the type of guy that's, that's made for this type of sport. Like, this is his sport. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't think, some guys, they can excel in any sport. You put him on a golf course, I don't know how he's going to do. Sean had fighting or mercenary work. That's it. Like, there's, he's fighting a fucking mercenary. There's nothing else he could do. <laughs> Some guys are just made for that cage. And when they got that kind of grit and attitude, sometimes you don't want to curb them too much if you're their coach or teammate because shit, man, let them off their leash when it's time to go, you know? Well, that's what that's what makes Sean so dangerous, man. He's just a guy to where, like, that grit is a weapon, man. Like, his uh, his mindset is a weapon. Like, and the honest to God, man, like, I'm telling people to understand that, like, when it comes to fighting, I've never met someone who's so hard-nosed about everything to where, like, it's, you ask Sean, like, oh, like, I, one of the greatest things they laugh at in the gym, the guy's ass, he's rolling with Sean, and Sean just sweeps him. He's like, how did you do that? He's like, like, a technical breakdown. Sean was like, I just fucking wanted it more. That's how I did it. I'm like, there's your breakdown right there. It's just grit to Sean. Like, be, whatever you're doing, do it harder if you really want it, and that's just how Sean exists, but that, that's a fucking dangerous man. Now, when you guys had fist fights in the gym, did, was it one of those things where you both are aware that, like, like I don't really want to hurt this guy because he's my friend, or how hard are you really going i blacked his eye last time we did it and like he's uh i blacked his eye at one point he head kicked me with no shin guard on like in a fist fight like it's it's been, <laughs> we have tried to murder each other and then we'll, we'll be angry like a week yeah we'll be angry for a week and then we'll be like all right that was stupid sounds exactly like me and jimmy we smack each other around sometimes that's right
It's not the same. Matt spanks me. It's different. It's a spanking. It's not. It's yeah. not it's, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, man, we all, we all like weird shit, man. We're all adults here. We're all in the weird shit. Now, what, what's your situation now? You're, you're, you're a married guy. You're single. What do you got going I'm on? I'm single. Do you know you're no. Oh, sorry. Chris. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm actually dating right now. I, uh, I used to be engaged. I was engaged for a while, and uh, I didn't kind of put it into that. But uh, no, and uh, again, had some ups and downs. Uh, dated a stripper before this didn't end too well. Like, we all made that mistake. We've all done that mistake. But no, I, I'm yeah. actually, uh, you know, starting to uh, get something more serious. Uh, I got one kid. One kid. Uh, he's back home in Cincinnati with his mom. Uh, great kid, 14. Uh, Christopher Dale. And uh, that's it. And outside of that, I'm just you know, besides the kid and uh, the lady, I'm just a mercenary <laughs> rolling around. Uh, and- did you have son? Did he watch? Did he watch his daddy kick some ass or? Yeah, I, I called him. I was like, "Hey, what you think?" He's like, "Yeah, you looked good. It wasn't bad. Uh, you got hit a little bit too much, but uh, it wasn't bad." But he's been watching me fight for years. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's like, "Whatever." Hey, am I crazy or did th- it seemed like a, an awkward punch? Slightly, maybe it was just the angle I saw it at, but it seemed like it was almost like. Did you hit him with more the back of your hand than the the actual head on? It was literally every part of my fist hit his face, and then like I hit, and then it just kept like. Oh, okay. Maybe you threw a, was a body shot and then like a, a sharp hook or something. Um, and that was what he felt kind of strange. He felt like he didn't realize how badly he was hurt. And then he tried to take a step and he realized this is, I'm finished. The, 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 the hook kind of hurt him. And, uh, we followed it up. I followed up with a, uh, uppercut and it was a knee to the body. I yeah. thought it was a liver shot. And I, I thought I hit the liver, which is why everybody was like, why didn't you rush in? I was like, well, I thought I hit him in the liver. So the only thing is like, you know, liver shots are delayed. You'll see guys taking knee. Well, you can still fight through that if you really want to. So I was waiting. I thought I thought he was going to kind of bounce up and try to shoot. I came too close. But he took that step and he fell over like straight up. I was like, oh shit, that's a solar plexus. When you get hit in the solar plexus, man, like you, it kind of feels like your heart skips a beat. And people don't think that's too bad, but like when you have that feeling, like your body seizes. Yeah, it's like having a, like a spasm and like. Watching the video, you see him kind of like spaz and shake. And I was like, oh, that's a solar plexus. He's not getting back up. Like, he's done. So that's when I jumped on him. Like, you know, he's, I, I was kind of worried he's going to hit, like, hit his knees and shoot. I didn't want to be that guy. Like, oh, yeah, you had it in the bag and you fucked up. Like, no, but he hit the ground. And he's like, man, the way he fell, I was like, oh, he's really hurt. He's hurt, hurt. Man, time's flying. I mean, we got, we got Chris Barnett in the waiting room now, but we're just getting started. I feel we, you have to come back on. Yeah. Oh, uh, Chris. Oh, dude, I, I, I love, I got some funny fucking stories from Sean Trickman stories from you guys who love just some oh. random shit. Yeah, I would love to be back on, man. A hundred percent, man. We want to even get to know you more too. So let us know when you got another fight, man. And please come back on, man. You're, 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 you're a really fun guy to watch fight. And you're, you're a good friendly guy, man. We like, yeah, having- absolutely. Oh, I'd love to tell freaking Barnett. I said, "Hey, man, that's the that's my favorite fighter now." Is Chris Barnett. So tell him I said, "What's up?" All right, good talking to you too, man. And congratulations! It was a really, really impressive win. Thank you, guys, man. I got the. I mean, it was great fight of my life. I get to fight in the MSG. Like, what more can I ask for? The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed. Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I'm not going to be here Wednesday, so we have to talk about the fights as soon as. And I'm we... not going to be here Monday because I'm doing Dana White looking for a fight. I'm not going to do this again when I do Please that. don't. Yeah, it's, it's really uncomfortable. Dana White looking for a fight. What if I did something like that? I wouldn't enjoy I it. Dana White yeah, no. Looking for a fight. In all honesty, I would find that very upsetting. Looking for a fight like that without. Let's not listen to make sure this doesn't. This doesn't make air. Right? I wouldn't like that. No, no. I think that Alan hundred percent needs to make air. Me, Dana, and Dean Thomas, and we'll all go like midnight right next to each other, doing like this in the beginning. You know. Like, yeah, but when you say looking for a fight, you can do this. Looking for a fight. Yeah, we all do something different. So you would do that, and then Dean maybe do this, and then I'd be doing like this, like karate chop. Ready? Let's do it. Ready? We could all do it. Dana White, right? Do this with me too. Okay. L- l- Man, all three of me, Dean and, and Dana, ready? Okay. And, you know, white. My hands up. For the people yep. that are listening and they don't see this, my hand is up like I'm looking for something, like I'm searching. Yep. And me. What are you looking for? We're looking for your co host. <laughs> One day you're really going to leave. Never. Let's start with the, with the opening fight of that card Gaethje against uh, Chandler. What an amazing. I mean, what a fucking, uh, I think either one of those guys who had, who, who, even if Chandler had won, you look at, whoever loses your stock doesn't go down a, 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 an inch. I mean, either one of those guys you want to see fight when they lose. Um, what a fucking great fight, man. Yeah, that, that's one of those instant classics. You know, there's certain guys when they match them up, and when the, I'll tell you, the time that Chandler got him up over his head with a takedown, Oh, needed it, but then there was a scramble. And they got back to their feet. He like somersaulted out, right? Didn't he? He's like kind of somersault his way out. That's what I was expecting more of. And, I, and listen, every fight's different. Every sure. fight, but you know, Habib had such great control with those takedowns, and maybe, maybe because it was more against the cage. I, I don't know, but you know, the timing is everything. But I thought Michael Chandler would be a little bit more do, do add in the shots a lot more. But, but hey, man, listen, I ain't complaining. <laughs> to watch. I thought at the end when he was a little, there was a little too much like, guy had hit me, like Lamada and Raging Bull almost like, as opposed, I didn't think it was as strategic as it should have been, but what what a great fucking fight, man. Uh, Gaethje against him, an, an incredible fight. I like when you, I like when you text me, you know who the real winner is in that fight? The fans. Yeah! I'll tell you who the real winner is. Whoever picked Justin Gaethje to win. Oh, I didn't do that. By uh, well, I don't know. You did do that. You did. You did. You did. Uh, you did good with your picks. Well, at least you picked the right. At least you picked. At least you picked Shane Burgos. Billy Quarantillo, a great fighter, but at least you picked Shane Burgos. Well, I, I, I picked Billy. Oh Kidd. no, but I didn't pick decision. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Well, first of all, hats, hats off to both Justin and yep. they, they were fantastic. Talk about a fight that lived up to the hype. Amazing. 
that lived up to the hype. If you people did not watch that, you're, you're bad. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, if it wasn't for that fight, let's talk about Shane Burgos versus Billy Q. Because uh, Billy Quarantello uh, Tillo was yeah. – uh, he was in that fight too. That was a yeah. great fight. Great fight. Great fight. Great fight. You know, probably came down, came down to that third round. Uh, and I'll tell you, it was, it, was, it was still a very, very fun fight. It was a close fight. You know, you get that leg jeopardized. It's a problem, Jimmy. Those yeah. Kicks, those are calf kicks and whatnot. Well, speaking of, yeah, that, which is what kind of Gaethje did to Chandler. I mean, those the, a tremendous, uh, I, that's why I think I love him so much. Besides the fact that he's a, just a savage, crazy person, is his leg kicks. I love watching a guy's legs get cut out. Um, just from, you know, of course, Jimmy. Fuck, who doesn't love that? I do. I know you do. Um... What I wanted to say was, uh, you know, I was there cornering Raging Ally Quinta. Yes. And I just want to say that it's such an honor to always be in that guy's corner. You know, win, lose, draw, it's always an honor to be there. Al, you know, he always comes to the fight. True. And uh, props to Bobby Green. Yeah. Who looked fantastic. He looked really good, yeah. Uh, you know, wasn't overcome by the moment of being in Al's backyard and fighting at MSG. That's right. And uh, and, and he got him a two piece up against the the cage, and you know he's a good counter fighter, and 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 he caught him. But uh, you know, I'm just saying that this is the game we play. And what came up on my timeline today? That's so funny on your on your Facebook. You know, your pictures come up. Sure. Yep. And there was a picture of myself, Ray Longo, raging out like Quinta, and we're in. Australia with Ross Pearson and his ah. and his and his and his and his mates. You know what I mean? And we were taking a picture, having a drink after the fight. And that's a fight, that's a night that uh that Al, you know, really I'm not gonna say burst on the scene, but he was already he took out a veteran in, in Ross Pearson and and finished him. So Al was on the other end, you know. Al's been in the he he gave many guys a rough night. You know what yeah. I mean? So without it, you know, the take one, the way he did last night, you know, it, it, it happens in this game, you yeah. know, uh, the highs are high and the low are low, but if you know who you are, the lows aren't that low. And it's also not typical of Al. Like when he hadn't fought in a while. And when, when you look at him, like that's not a typical way. Al usually is just an impossible guy to put away. So, you know, like you said, it does happen. It does happen, you know, and, uh, I'm just proud, proud. I'm always proud of the guy, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to be, you know, associated with the guy, no matter what. You know what I mean? And always, proud yeah, of course. Me and Ray, we we really love that guy, and he, if if all our fighters had the mentality of Ally Aquinta, shit, man, there's <laughs> fucking that. That's that. There's no better mentality. So there you go. I just wanted to say that. So let's let's get back to um Vera Frankie Edgar Cheeto Vera Mar uh, Frankie Edgar. Man, there's a there's like a damn pitcher out there with the foot landing in his face. I know. He looks like he's crying. He's not, obviously. It's just the way the face is being hit. But it looks like a photo of somebody who's very upset. It just happened to be the way the camera caught it. This is the thing. This is the thing. Especially with his bouncy style, Frankie Edgar. It's rough to tell if the guy to want the guy to walk away, but you don't want that guy. I don't know, man. How Getting dropped to, to stop. Sometimes has the light been put off, even if some of them might be a, a tad premature. I don't want the guy taking any more damage. And I know he's, but the thing is this, that was, he was still in that fight. Oh, of course he was. What round was that again that he got? Third caught? round. It was the third round. Yeah. 
The first round, I believe he won. I got to watch it again. But he yeah. had rounds. Even though Cheeto was doing well on top, on bottom, I should say, Frankie was dominating the round. So, you know, you know, Cheeto, Cheeto props to Cheeto Vera. He, he was, you know, he was, in, you know, he was always, never getting discouraged. You know what I mean? And he was stalking. I hate to see, uh, I don't like seeing Frankie get hurt. I know it sounds. No, sad. of course not. Because you know why? Because, I mean, he used to, he, you know, he took some shots in the past, like, and, and bounced back, like, with the Gray Maynard fight. Yeah. Back in the day. And I don't know, man. I mean, I just, I, I know the guy loves to compete. Doesn't he have the most minutes in the octagon of anybody in history? I think he still has that record, right? Cowboy doesn't have that record, does he? Listen, he's a legend in the game. Yeah. It's just, I'm, it, when it's time to, I, I don't know. I, I'm not. You still I'm, want to see the guy get take more shots, see, yeah. I don't want to see that guy take another punch. How about that? I, only because I, you know, shit, man. I went, I did his podcast recently. I guess, I guess it's how many months now, but I had a good time. I was in his house, you know, and uh, you know he's had his beautiful family and he's got a beautiful house and a beautiful wife and kids and I don't know, man. He already won. He already won in life. Yeah, it's about you know. I I just don't want to see the guy get hit anymore, and and uh, and it's not that he couldn't kick most guys' asses still, because I yeah. think he can still compete. So whatever, man. I'm not hopping on a guy to hang him up or nothing. I'm just... You don't want to see him get hurt? Yeah, of course. How would you like somebody? I really like the guy. And, uh, you know, talk about nothing to prove. I mean, the guy fucking... A, a, a legend. legend. Hall of Fame fighter. He'll always have a career, whether it's coaching or whatever he wants to do, he'll be able to do. Yeah. Yeah, man. So listen, we always... We love Frankie. Yeah. Um, but hey, props to Cheeto Vera, though, because listen... Frankie was Frankie was doing well, and, yep. and Chico, he figured that out. And uh, you know he's there, and he's he's with uh, Jason Perillo, who's a friend. And uh, you know they're they're doing the thing; they're staying in the course. You know, so they're good for them. Rose Namajunas over uh, Wiley Zhang, split decision. Uh, very good fight. Uh, I thought Rose won, so the, the decision went where it should have. But uh, um, Wiley looked really uh, good as well. She did look good. I think it's a just decision. I uh man, I like that last takedown by Rhodes. Talk about a- and they have being the fifth, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, how do you not like that? I'm the best. I am the best. Yeah. I am the best. Yeah. I am the best. Sorry. But I like that. Look at that smile. Yeah. <laughs> Still smiling. <laughs> I'll tell you, for a cage fighter. You don't, I don't see you snarling at all. Look at her. Oh, yeah. Life's too short to be that angry, man. Oh, so <laughs> Listen, you, I, I'll tell you, enter, you won over that crowd. You went into the lion's den. You went into Gian Vellante's hometown of <laughs> New York. And listen, that guy can fight in Guam. Everybody loves Gian Vellante. So, man, yeah. you went in that place like you own the joint. And then the fight went phenomenal. And then the classy gentleman that you are, Chris, to give your moment at MSG, to just give it over and say, look, his last fight, let's hear it for Gio Vellante. Dude, yeah. what a class act. I can't tell you enough. You, I'm telling you, man, you made, a, you made a lot of fans, not just by your fighting the other night. So congrats on that. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Big time, man. What was it like fighting in the garden? What was it like being, did, did it mean anything more to you than fighting anywhere else? Or for some guys, it holds like a real special feeling because of the history of the building. And for some guys, it's just another place to fight. Yeah, no, it was huge. Um, I remember the whole era of MMA not being allowed in uh, New York, you know? So um, 
I was able to mark off the bucket list of fighting in Japan of all MMA fighters. You know, that was one one thing. And then the fact that I got to fight in MSG, man, uh, it was huge, dude. So I knew, like, whether I was the the heel, as they say in wrestling, or, or like, the villain or whatever, I knew I had to come in there and show out. Um, I never want to be the bad guy, but if I was going to be the bad guy, I was going to make sure I somehow won the crowd over, you know. But even coming out, like 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 y'all were saying, man, they they were going nuts, man. And I picked, you know, I picked the old Puff Daddy Harlem Shake, you know, uh, song to come out to. Hopefully the New York crowd was going to, you know, feel it. <laughs> and, and they felt it, you know. Um, but yeah, man, man, like the 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 vibe, the aura, just walking through those tunnels and stuff, just to know the names that have been through those tunnels, you know. Um, it, it was it was a magical feeling, man. It was an extremely magical feeling. Oh, good. Now, we ask a lot of guys, you know, have you always been a fighter? But what I want to know is, have you always been a dancer? Because holy shit, man, you probably forget the octagon. You probably slay in the nightclubs. I don't know if you're a married guy, but dude, if I was in there doing that shit, they'd fucking throw the bouncers would throw me the fuck out, and it wouldn't win anybody at all. But how the fuck? Where'd you learn that? Um, honestly, yeah, man. Um, never took any dance classes or anything. Just. Movies, movies from uh breaking, uh from uh shoot, uh, you know, um big into the the boogaloo shrimping and the whatnot, the pop locking, all of that stuff, man. That's always uh. been my my vibe, dude. I've always been a breaker at heart. Um, technically, you know, if you want to break everything down, I was born overseas, but the first place I ever touched state was New York, you know. So I've always had that New York in me, you know, regardless of of whatever else has been said, you know. Um uh but yeah man honestly just movies and then just loving good music and loving good beats man um dancing's always been one of my things uh it just happened to you know happen to be dancing can play so much of a big part in music because if you can dance for five minutes why can't you fight for five minutes you know what i mean so yeah now dancing's always been 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 in the back of my mind regardless of what's going on well chris i can first of all i can't do either i can't dance or fight but i will say <laughs> the difference is no one is trying to knock you out when you're dancing <laughs> i think that's the main well, difference hey, no i've been i've, I've been <laughs> in some clubs sometimes to where you're doing too much of a good job dancing to where the whole crew comes at you and you're like whoa 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 wait oh. a minute so yeah, yeah. Sometimes the place is part. <laughs> like a like a dance off type of thing? Yeah, no, I've been I've been in dance battles that have turned into fights before. Yes. I've definitely been there with that whole you got served type thing to where the group's Shit. like, hey man, he's doing too much. If we beat him up, we can win type thing. And it's like, ah, well, little did you know. You yeah. know, but uh, I've been there before. It never never gets that too serious because you know, dancers is kind of like, all right, we get it, man. You just got us tonight. We'll be back next week, sucker. You know, but nah, I've I've definitely been at the point to where it's like, hey man, you're doing too good. Yeah, quick elbow. You're like, whoa, wait a minute, man. Like, why are you mad? You just got served, sucker. You ever been cardboard? You ever lay down cardboard and and, and uh, spin on cardboard? Of course, right? If I could find the video, there's a video of me and my homeboys literally like we went downtown Athens. We laid cardboard out. We had the big boom box and we were getting it in. We were out there getting it in. <laughs> I'll tell you, it, it is funny, man. Like you could use that. See, I can't dance for shit. <laughs> Unless I was drinking or I'm high or something, that wouldn't work. For a fight. So like for you to go into the cage, you're going in there. Sometimes, Jimmy, when you get warmed up in the back, by the time you get in the cage, you're kind of cold sometimes. Yes. I, that's not going on with Chris. He, I'm talking about a warm up. Exactly. Like, yo, just to let you know, that's like, all right, I'm letting my secret out the bag. Dancing to the ring 
actually gets you like, okay, MSG, they had it, they had it on Antarctica. I don't know why they had the temperature down so low, but oh my God, it was already cold outside and they decided to put it on ice age. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna warm up in the back just to get cold again, you know? So as I'm coming out, I started figuring out, I said, okay, before this light gets bright and they tell me I can go, let me go ahead and start shimmying and get a little bit of sweat going, you know, being a bigger dude, it's not hard for me to get the sweat going, you know? So I got it going there. And then when I broke out and started doing the hands and stuff, I was still had my sweat going. So it was, it worked perfect. You know what I mean? So a lot of that, and uh, I don't know if you know, it was my first time out when I came out uh, against Rothwell, I wasn't dancing. I wasn't dancing at all. Like I was, I was in awe that like, oh my God, this is the UFC. Whoa, we yeah. made it. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? So, but this, this time around, man, at MSG, I was like, nah, we got to do what we do and let's go. You know? And I, so I decided, blah, 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 almost knocked out the security guard at some point. I was like, nah, <laughs> if you in the way, you in the way, baby, we going, yes. you know? And I started to hear the crowd and that made me go even harder to the point where I was like, Hey, Chris, you need to calm down. You still got to, you still got five threes. You got to, you know, you got to go in here, you know? So, um, um, the dancing definitely keeps you warm, you know, um, little, little secret to everybody else out there. But uh, but not like it's another thing, you know, just like Frankie, Frankie jogs all the way out. You know what I mean? He keeps it going, you know, type thing. But me, I dance it all the way out type thing, you know, <laughs> even in letting that cat out of the bag. A lot of guys can't mimic that. If I was still fighting, it'd be rude. I do like the robot. So I'd be like, there, there you go. Hey, ah, uh, it's uh, very uh, good, man. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, oh. <laughs> it wouldn't work. You know, I wouldn't be warmed up. I would just be embarrassing myself. <laughs> What's your favorite, uh, your favorite breakdance movie? Favorite breakdance? Oh man, it's tough. Um, it's either, it's honestly between Beach Street or yeah. Breaking. I thought um, Beach Street was better. Yeah. To me personally, like my favorite line in that whole movie, uh, Wake up for breakfast. City Willie say, "My rhyme so slick, my tongue so slick, my gallant talent like a magic trick." Like that right there. I was like, ah. Every time I hear that, I'm ready to go. I like, where's the cardboard at? Let's go right now. But yeah, I think Beach Street. Um, definitely. Uh, the story in that one is more heartfelt. You know, that yeah. dude on the train tracks. You know what I mean and whatnot. Ramon. Ramon gets killed. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like right. I was like, oh my god, no. <laughs> But breaking has more, you know, more popping and more, you know, more of those, 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 Hey, it's not good to be a Turkey or was it? It's not good to be no job Turkey. This close to Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Uh, like those type of those, yeah. those one liners that you love, you know, and it's got the break uh, in the dance and whatnot, but yeah, between B street and breaking those definitely are my two favorite. Yeah. Early eighties. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed breaking two electric boogaloo. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, you, I yeah, enjoyed no, that. Definitely can't take away from uh, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Love it. Hey, John Claude Van Damme was in the first one. Did y'all know that? I did not. Yeah, John Claude Van Damme was in the first break-in, actually. He's on the uh, the beach scene in a wrestling singlet, clapping his hands off beat like this. He's like, hey. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, was, I'm going to guess. I think Beach Street was 82, and, I, and I'm going to guess break-in was 82, 83. They were, they were both very early 80s. Uh-huh, yeah, both of them, yeah. Hey Chris, what did you get? Where did you grow up, and what did you get started with, with as far as martial arts? Um, actually, well, I'll claim Georgia is where I grew up. Um, I was an Air Force brat, so born in Spain, actually. Um, from Spain, about four or five years there, went to Colorado. Um, from Colorado to Texas, Texas to I think Alabama, and then 
to Georgia. So Georgia is what I quote unquote claim. Um, got in Taekwondo around five, six ish when we got here, just doing it just to stay active. Um, mom was <laughs> mom didn't want to beat me. So she sent me to the, to the Taekwondo school because I was a knucklehead, you know, growing up, um, needed discipline and whatnot. Like not that I was a bad kid. I just, was everywhere. Like, hey, Chris, pay attention. Oh, that's shiny. What's that? You know, I was that kid. You know? uh, so they they wanted me to get some structure and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I was around five, six, uh, definitely started Taekwondo. And from there, it just kind of, you know, progressed from there. Actually, my brother did so much better than me in Taekwondo. I kind of left Taekwondo alone. And then I picked up wrestling and stuff. So you know what? You you left it alone, but you brought it out for the garden. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you <laughs> crazy, man. I left it alone, but it's always in the back right. of my mind. You, know? yeah, you said you've been throwing that kick since you were a kid, right? Like that, 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 yeah. uh, yep. spinning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was, that was one of my, my pops things. Like he was one of those guys that in Taekwondo, there was always a set plan. You got to do this, to do this, to do this. He saw other ways. He was always that guy that was like, well, look, I see they're throwing this kick, but if they throw it this way and turn that way, why don't they do it this way? And he was always, and we were his test dummies. Me and my brother were his test dummies. You know, um, my brother made it all the way to the Olympic trials, you know, uh, listening to my, uh, listening to my pops off of just his, his intellect and his, his strategy, which like come to find out. So my dad was a, a captain in the, in the air force. He's a veterinarian also got a veterinarian degree. He's a, um, uh, like his his list goes on and on and on and on of things of stuff. So he's constantly feeding his mind and feeding his brain with stuff and trying to come up with new ways. And he's got the perfect two test dummies. You know what I mean? He's got a son. My brother's like six one, perfect with Taekwondo. And then he's got these other um, joint manipulations and techniques and stuff. And he's like, hey, I see the shield a little shorter, but stronger. Let's try this with you. You know what I mean? So we were his uh, test subjects and boom, you know, it worked out perfect. But, uh, but yeah, man, it, it's always been uh, one of, one of the, one of those, 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 those just good feeling things, you know? And Chris, you lived, you were, you were from Spain, right? Yes, sir. And how, how long were you there when you were a kid? Uh, just to like, I was about four or five ish. And then we came, we came to the States. Oh, it was because you died to the military. Did they transfer? Yeah, military. Yes, sir. Yeah. And then you have to travel around after that a lot. Was it difficult? Not like too much. Like we traveled a bunch. I'll say within my first year of getting to the States. So it was like New York, Colorado, Texas, uh, Alabama, Kentucky, then Georgia or whatever. But then like once we hit Georgia, we kind of much where we pretty much were stationary for a good bit. Did you develop because you're like a really nice, a big and a fun personality. Like you're a really nice guy. Did you kind of develop that because you're always moving, making new friends? And, and it's like an easier way to come into a school and just kind of be a. No, it's, it's weird. Like the friends I developed here, I've kept like one of my best friends, Ben Stevens. We we're been, we've been friends for 30, shoot, while well, we're old, uh, 32 years. You know what I mean? So like, what are we, 30, we've been friends for 30 years, 30, 30-ish years, 29, 30 years, you know. Um, so it's more or less, um, I saw, I don't want to say what my brother went through because he had to go through the, oh my God, I got a best friend. Oh no, we got to move. Oh my God. I got a best friend. Oh man, we got to move. You right. know what I mean? I saw what he had to go through with that whole aspect. So me, it was more or less, I don't want to, I've never kept anybody close, close because just in case in the back of my mind, but once I noticed we weren't going anywhere, you know, I could turn that off, but no, um, the, the bubbly personality really is just, it comes from just going through life, seeing things and not just judging it, taking everything in, not just being like, Oh, why is that happening? 
I ask a lot of questions like, why does that person feel like that? Why is that happening? Why is that going on? And understanding it, not just understanding it in a way I feel I need to understanding it in another manner of somebody else needs to like, you know, like looking technically what they call thinking outside the box. I love to do that. You know what I mean? And that's helped me be able to grasp a lot of just happiness because you see a lot of folks just angry, this, 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 and that. And you're like, yo, if you took a second to just realize what you have or who you are, you might, you know, you might take a second to smile about it, but that that's always been my aspect on life of asking questions to understand why not just, okay, well, I need to be angry because that's the, that's the way it's supposed to be. No, there's another way around it. Uh, this is what we need, Jimmy. This is what we need more of in our life. I know. Matt and I are too negative. Now, w- well, you're <laughs> a little half, half glasses, half empty attitude. <laughs> I love Chris's attitude, man. I'll tell you, buddy. I mean, what do you like to do as far as a hobby? Unreli- I mean, besides dance, I know that you could do all day long. Is there anything you like to do uh, as a hobby that's unrelated to MMA? Um. Like I, I play video games. Uh, I play Pokemon Go. I'm out in life. Like you know what I mean. Like I'm out there flicking the phone with folks. You know. Uh, what what video games do you play? Uh, a lot of fighting games, like Tekken. Um, like I used to be big into Madden and the whole 2K, but it's like the same game every year with the new sneaker. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, I'm done. You know what I mean? So I'll get on those, you know, if my friends are playing or whatever, you know, I can, I can run a defense and an offense in the football, you know, I've, I play football enough to understand that, but like, yeah, well, like I'll play random games like the, like, yeah, like again, Pokemon go people got off it. I'm still on that game. You know what I mean? Uh, like the Tekken's Tekken. I don't think like, I think there's, there's fighters like Anderson Silva, um, uh, Uriah Hall and stuff like that. They still play those games before they fight. And it makes so much sense because there's so much stuff that goes on in those type of games that you can mimic, like, in an actual fight. Like, there's times I'll play Tekken before I go train, and I was like, I got to do three of these, three of those, and four of these, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, man, like, uh, hobby-wise, I just, honestly, anything that can bring joy. Um, I was looking into doing, like, stand-up for a hot minute, but, like, the whole COVID thing happened, and... um like you had, you know, you had to have the card to do this, 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 and that. So they were, uh, they were, they were, you know, reluctant on bringing me in and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, my, my thing is like, I love a good vibe and, and making, making people feel happy. Like, so I figured like the, 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 uh, comedic way would have been sure. real cool, but with everything going on, uh, especially now, um, yeah. uh, I need, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna stay focused as they say, but, uh, but now like, Hobbies wise, dude, I, I'm I'm cool. I can I can I can chill outside all day by myself and enjoy nature, or I can be around a bunch of people as long as you know it's a good vibe, dude. Like there, there's no, there's nothing, there's no place you can't put me that I'm not going to be comfortable. You know, <laughs> that's a good way to live. We need more people, not even in the sport, in the world. Can I there say that? <laughs> like Chris Barnett, I really, I'll tell you. Ray Longo, this is the thing. I, we, you know, Gian Vellante, he was in the locker room with us. You know, I was there with Raging Al. And, uh, you know. I was worried. I was worried. I was worried about this. Like, when they said Matt, <laughs> they were like, yo, Matt wants to talk to you. I was like, man, he's going to cuss me out. Can oh. I beat his boy? I know he's from New York. Like, <laughs> so, listen, I Chris Weidman afterwards, right? And I'm like, you know, and of course I feel bad for my friend. I go, how's, how's Gian? How is he? He goes, I'll tell you, man. He goes, you saw what, what Chris said in the cage? He goes, that made it a lot better, man. He was, that really made it. 
Because you had his family there. He goes, it really like made he's in a, not in a bad place. Dude, the guy left with a smile on his face, dude. You did a yeah, really man. Ray Longo, he was saying it, and I didn't even know you were gonna be on today. And Ray he goes, Man, that man, that guy, he goes, that Chris, he goes, he did you did I listen, you could not ask for a better just all around from your for all around night for you from the walkout. <laughs> if that walkout was that walkout and you went in there and just got destroyed, people were like, man, I love the dancing. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> From the walkout to the way the fight ended, which was spectacular, because you don't listen, every you're like me, we're kind of stocky. We don't expect the legs to get up that high. Right. And, and then the classy post-fight speech, dude. You won us all over. I mean, I can't say enough, buddy. Good, you know, congrats. That's what's up, man. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I'm sure we'll be seeing you again, too, man. And uh, it was fun talking to you. And uh, definitely look forward to your next fight. And please come on right before that or right after it. We'd love to talk to you again. Awesome, man. Anytime y'all want me on here, I'm here. I am here for you. <laughs> Chris, good talking to you, man. Awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Okay. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Now, let me tell you, before we talk, finish talking about the Kamara fight, so Jimmy, after the fight, you know, we got back, we, they shuffle you right out, right? So we go in, we get out, back at the hotel before they even, before the main card starts. Oh, you didn't get to stay and watch? No, no, we, but they had it at the hotel. They had it on like Channel 75, so everybody could even watch, you know? So they didn't let you stay. It's new COVID stuff, you know? Oh. So we're back, and I'm a listen, I'm a little depressed, you know? It was a rough night. And I love my guys. And, you know, sure. so, you know but I went to the room, uh, of Longo's room, and watched uh, me, uh, Aljo, Longo, and Al, we watched it. So whatever, listen, hey, man, I was a little depressed. Maybe I had a couple edibles. Maybe I smoked a little bit. Maybe. So maybe I was a little, my mind, long day, adrenaline up and down, ton of reefer. I'm going home, right? Late. Now it's like one in the morning. What's nice about fighting in New York, Jimmy, I can just jump in a fucking Uber. Get and home, yes. I'll be in my bed within an hour, sure. especially at two in the morning. So I'm outside the hotel on uh, in Midtown. You know they got those pretzel fucking. Ah, oh, I know they smell. So I'm looking at this pretzel stand. I'm a little depressed. Maybe that maybe that big hot soft, uh, you know New York pretzel. Maybe that'll cheer me up. So you see me. I'm on a corner. I got my the Uber's coming in three minutes, and I'm looking. And I have the pretzel. And there's a couple over there, and and they're they're over there, and I'm and I'm just keep staring back and forth. So I look back and the guy gives me like a wave. So I'm like, oh man, the guy thinks I'm staring at him. I'm 
it's fucking Drew Dober. <laughs> it's Drew Dober and his girlfriend. Like, oh shit, Drew. I go, dude, I'm not. He goes, oh, we didn't want to bother you. I go, Drew, man. I go, I'm looking at the pretzel. I'm not staring you down. I'm, <laughs> I told the guy, right? But now you got to understand, Jimmy. I'm out of my mind a little bit because it was a long day. I told you my mind state. I'm kind of fucking in a, I'm in a, 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 a I'm in a little bit. I, I'm out of my mind. I'm tired. I'm tired. You don't tuck mind. it out. Don't tuck it out. You know? So I started talking to him. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm just concentrating on my training and I'm in training with Elliot Marshall. Now I know Elliot Marshall. He's a black belt, a former UFC fighter. He's a black belt under my good friend of 20 plus years, Amal Eastern. All right. So that stuck out of my head. So then we started talking a little more. So I wanted to bring about Elliot. I know Elliot. So I go, oh, I go Drew, I go, what was I going to say? Now he doesn't know what I was going to say. He doesn't know me like you know me, Jimmy. Sure. So now he's kind of just, now it's not getting awkward, but I'm like, wait, I was going to say something. Oh, no. Now it's already awkward because Jimmy, I know, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Oh, man. <laughs> Jimmy, I could be so awkward, Jimmy. I didn't want to. Good looking Drew Dober is there with his better half. They're in New York enjoying a nice fucking pretzel stand. And you got this little highball man like, what was I going to say to you again? You're from Denver? I'm going to Denver for looking for it. Now, he doesn't do. Why am I bothering you? I know. Man, Spider, I Spider had a smoother conversation with Pesci in Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, Jimmy, oh, now I'm like, you gave me lightheaded. Give me a second. So, I got him out of there. I, I I'm like, all right. And I was coming. And so, I just hope it wasn't awkward at the end, which it definitely was, probably. And right before that, Jimmy, I was in the lobby. And that's when I was in the lobby where I saw, I was talking. This is when I was talking to, uh, it was, uh, who was it? It was um, uh, Chris and Sean Strickland. And it was uh, Chris Weidman, you know. So I'm talking to those guys, Jimmy. And then I saw this, this, this couple come in, this really tall guy and this girl. And the girl smiling. She had a hat on. And I'm like, and you know, people like, they, they know, they, they like, you know how it is when you, you're not sure if you know somebody and like, you don't recognize somebody right away. Sure. Yes. You do. So I, I, I then I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, fuck. I know this girl. This is the, she works in the UFC and I met her in Abu Dhabi on the rooftop. She's a nice girl. I know her. Very friendly. I like her. I'm like, oh, but it didn't hit me. So I didn't know her. I didn't recognize right away. So I'm like, oh, and then I didn't get her name right away. So know what I do? I start turning red and sweating. Jimmy, why do I got to be so awkward? I'm like, I, oh. and I know. I'm like, oh, good to see you. And I turn back, but I really want to be like, oh, because I found out. But then I don't want to say, oh, it's you. But now, yeah. right now, I know her name. I remember it clear, crystal clear, Jimmy. But yet, it was a rough night. I was high. Well, you've also learned, too, that if Why? things get really what weird. What did you I can, learn? If, that if, I'm an awkward individual. No, but in life, you've learned that if anybody gets weird with you, you can always just choke them. Like, you have that out, so you don't need to worry about names. I need to worry about names so people don't get angry at me. You don't need to worry about that. I love everybody. I know you do you know what name uh, I do know is Kamaru Usman. That's yeah. the name I know. Kamaru is uh, what a great, he almost ended it in the second round, but uh, you got to give Colby credit. Like he was very, very tough. And the fact that he came back, I think Colby had a really good fourth and, and, and he looked good in the fifth. So, I mean, he's definitely not a guy who's easy to put away. Hey, what about that main fight of the prelims, Alex Pereira? I mean, dude, he has a win over Israel. On yeah, side. kickboxing. Yeah. So, and now he comes in, makes his UFC. De- de- I'm not. I'm not starting it over. Maybe it was fine. No, he had it. And, and he does it, 
And he wins via second round knockout with a knee. I mean, things are getting very exciting at middleweight Jimmy. Yeah, and in the first round, I think he was uh, he was on the ground a lot, and he was he seemed to be having a uh, it, again. It, it's harder to uh, for kickboxers sometimes to adjust to the uh, to being grabbed and being thrown down. You know, sometimes once in a while they have a hard time with that. But the second round, he was uh, incredible. Darn right he was, man. Yeah. Jimmy, oh, what a night. Late November. All right, listen to me. Yeah. It's actually early November. Jimmy, I'm going to Denver next week, man. Yo, oh, Denver. Denver. What's up? Wow. All right? Yeah, Jimmy. Oh, the espresso's cooking in. Oh, kicking in. Good cooking. Kamaru Usman really, really looked good against... Uh, you know, and it's like, this is what bugs me about Colby Covington. He's a really good fighter. Yeah. But I just, I don't buy any of this personality thing. Yeah, nobody does, but he, he gets it. I think he gets it now. He does, but like even the him like saying to Kamaru, hey man, it's all love. I'm wondering if he did that just to spare Kamaru attacking him on the mic. Nah, I think that the guy's trying to make some money by any means necessary. I understand and that, but how do you- The important thing is, listen- the most important thing is the guy can fight. He's a very good fighter. I did all this and he couldn't fight. It's like, whatever, man. Yeah. I like, I like Chris Barnett. I do too. And look, Colby wants to fight, um, uh, Masvidal, Masvidal's fighting Edwards. I'd much rather see Masvidal Edwards, but Colby, there's going to be a market to see Colby fight again. I mean, obviously. There she is. Hey Rose. Hey. Champion, the champ. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Really good. Uh, you must be. You look really happy. Yeah, I I am relatively, but yes. <laughs> okay. And no cuts. No cuts at all. Cuts? No. Yeah. I mean, I guess like you know the 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 canvas on the UFC canvas is always you know scrapes up your knees. Yeah, you've. Uh, it's interesting too because after you beat Joanna, then the next time you fought, uh, you went uh, decision, and then you fight. Uh, Wiley and you, you beat her fast and then decision. And don't, you must like that you can, no matter where the fight goes, you have to be confident. If it's going to last, it's going to last. And if it's going to be over fast, it's over fast. Yeah, um, that's, I think that's one of the best attributes that I have as an MMA fighter and as a champion is that I'm well-rounded, not just in all the different arts, but I think um, being able to be a finisher and still be able to find a way to just win. Um, and on top of that, I'm very entertaining as well. So I'm, I'm glad that it was an entertaining fight. Um, it's just, it would be great if they were always like, you know, a Bruce Lee kick in seconds, but sure. you know, that might get boring too after a while. <laughs> Cause it's just- no, never. <laughs> this is even more impressive though, Rose, because they could always point to that first fight. You know, how people talk, Oh, well she got caught. She got that kick. But to beat someone over five rounds the way you did, it just leaves like it leaves no doubt. It's like, all right, look, wasn't a, no, nothing lucky about this. This is no. a five round fight. And can I just tell you that takedown in the last round was just <laughs> woo. That was the best. So well, so well timed. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember, but was Trevor or Pat? Were they telling you to add that takedown in the last round? Or was that you just that was just off the cuff? That's something that uh, I. I think I'm, I'm pretty good at, I mean, I'm, nobody really thinks of me as like this wrestler or whatever, but 
Um, that is one thing that I do pride myself in is, is being able to mix it in when I need to. And she looked really good in the first round as well. And she looked good in the second too. What were you thinking in the first round? Uh, th- th- like now you're actually getting to see her as opposed to just a very, very kind of a brief fight. Uh, what were your thoughts in the first round or as you're getting through the first round? Um, the thoughts that I had in the first round, I was not very emotional about it. I was just like, all right, you know, I, I can lose a round. It's fine. Cause it's a five round fight. And, and I did feel as though like, cause I'm doing calculations. I'm feeling like she's using all her effort right now. And, uh, to me, I was just sort of, um, you know, seeing what she has. And was her strength, what you had anticipated, was she stronger than you thought she would be? Or was she what kind of close to what you thought or not as strong? No, I mean, she was, she's, uh, she's fast, but, and her timing is, was really good. But other than that, I didn't, um, even her strikes, like her punches weren't as, um, dangerous as I thought they were like a lot of them were like grazing, you know, um, uh, her low kick was, it was definitely, uh, was, was, uh, improved. And um, I thought she was going to try to maybe more have like faster low kicks instead of put so much power into them. But she she did a good job of doing that. But other than that, like I because I, um, I, I rewatched it a couple times already um, and I was, you know, there, there was definitely things that I was upset with myself as far as not doing what I planned on doing. <laughs> um, but at the same time, overall, I was like happy with my being able to correct those mistakes in the moment or just like adjust. What was something that you had wanted to do that you thought like, wow, I'm not doing this. Or what, what was something that was frustrating that you felt like I should be doing this better? <laughs> well, um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm normally a very aggressive fighter. Like I don't, I don't shy away from, you know, stalking people down and whatnot. Like, I don't care. Like I, I'm not even, I've been hit with the word shit before and it, I'm not phased by it. even the low kicks. Like I, I'm, I don't, I don't really, if they land, it, you're, it's a fight. You're going to get hit. You know? But I just, I don't know why I was stalking her down like that. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't need to do that was unnecessary like that. I just made it harder for myself, you know? And is being champion, uh, sorry, Matt, being champion now, you're kind of, you're used to this. I see you doing all these ads now, like on, uh, whether it's either Twitter or Instagram and what was it a little harder at first, or did it take a little bit of getting used to this level of fame and recognition or, or how is, how is that treating you? Um, there's always new, everything. I think, uh, each time I fight, there's always just like, Oh, it's a little bit more, a little bit more. And, uh, this last one, there was a period of, it was like in the summertime and I was like trying to like be training in my off season and I was doing a pretty good job. And then there was like one week at the gym where it was like overwhelming. And I was going to the gas stations and people were like screaming. Like it was, there was a moment where I was like, Whoa, (laughs) this is weird. (laughs) Um, and then I kind of went into my like hermit hole and then I kind of was like, all right, we got to be okay with this. And then I was able to like adjust and things kind of calmed down from there. But there was a moment where it was like, this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I remember the last time I talked to you guys, uh, Pat hit me up and he's like, yo man, give a call to John Danaher. And you guys were doing like a little road trip and you were visiting yeah. different places. Uh, did you guys document that trip, that road trip at all or no? Yeah, just a couple of videos here and there. But um, yeah, that's something that I would, that would, that would be cool to, to have more of. <laughs> yeah, but that was cool. What, you, know, you guys, you traveled like all over. I mean, cause you drove, you were driving. Yeah. Um, 
I can't even totally remember, to be honest. I think we just did New York, Milwaukee, and then back because I had an appearance in New York. So that's a lot of driving. Do you prefer that to flying? Like, do you dislike flying at this point? Or is it just something you were doing at the moment was driving? Um, Every context is like a little bit different. It depends on where I'm going and for what, you know, like New York is that's that's really long. Um, But I do like driving to Minnesota and back from here to there, because like for when I'm doing training camps, I don't I don't think it's like too much. Um, Or, you know, we'll we'll drive down to New Orleans to visit Pat's family also. So like that's that's a pretty nice drive because you get to go through Texas and Whatnot. Yeah. And when things are getting like a little bit much or a little bit moving fast or overwhelming, what do you do to just kind of, you said you kind of go in your, what did you say? You went into your hole or your little, uh, whatever you said, what, what do you do to kind of get away from it all? Yeah. Just stay inside, turn off the phones. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, be with my family and, and hang out. We just, we're, we, we just chill really. We don't, um, do much kind of just go outside, uh, you know, isn't it nice after a fight when you're done and you just, you know you have a little bit of time where you don't have to do anything? Like, isn't it nice just to relax a little bit and kind of not have to have any obligations? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, because it's it's so nice uh, just being able to eat some pizza. You know, <laughs> yeah, have, smoke a little dope. Some. <laughs> <laughs> what a great night for your whole team. I mean, Justin Gaethje. Right? Wait, there was the two of you? Was there any, who am I forgetting? Anybody else? Uh, Usman. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. shit, man. Oh, my God. I didn't forget him. Can we cut that out? <laughs> I was, I'm like, who else is Trevor working with? Yeah. But yeah. What, a, what a fan. I mean, I'll tell you right now. Trevor might be, that one night might have got him coach of the year or something. It's a fucking, I mean, what a great night for you guys. Yeah, it was especially satisfying, too, because Captain America was out there. I was like, I was so thrown off at the press conference when one, reporter was like hey what do you think about such and such whatever his name is i i just know him as eric i i guess um but he's like saying that it's a race to see who which coach can get the most belts and he was <laughs> he was you know he had some champion in bellator or something coming up so i was like i don't know man <laughs> what is this dude talking about but anyway so we want it's gotta yeah, it's gotta just feel so good because you know sometimes when you have more than one person on the card from the same team if one person wins, you're like, yeah, and one person loses, it's like, oh, it's like, yeah. but when everybody, I mean, you got to talk about a nice road trip with a flight back. I mean, yeah, Travis um, is really happy as hell. Yeah, for sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, I think uh, ultimately it's like we're, we're a team no matter what. We just, we support it. It's fighting, you know, it's like we, we could have all lost. We could have one of us lost or whatever, but um, uh, we're, we're going to fully support each other no matter what. And, um, but yeah, it was is by far the best result to get <laughs> three win three wins. Now, Rowan, will you watch the fights? Like, did you watch Justin's fight, or like before you go on, are you kind of in your own space, or will you actually just watch it to to get out of your own head for a little bit? Um, I watched it from start to finish, and I that wasn't necessarily my intention. I was gonna like maybe like out the corner of my eye look, but it was how could you look away? You know, <laughs> the way Gaethje fights too. Like it looks a little more dramatic than what it is. Cause he does roll with the punches and he's not really like, but I don't know. It's just something about the way he fights. It's like, you're like, Oh my gosh, you're just, just pulling out your heartstrings, you know, with Justin in that first round, it's like, Oh no, he's a punch away from getting stopped. Oh no. Cause it looks, but then he comes back. Like it never happens. And it's like, Oh my, cause usually when you take some shots, it's like an energy bar. In a video game, but all right, man, he survived that round, but that thing's in half. It's like he's got a full energy bar the next round, 
and yet he's all it looks like he's almost been stopped so it's i'm gonna say it's unusual like you know and it probably i could guess like the adrenaline of his opponents are like oh he's almost out of there so they give more and now they're fighting a fresh just in the next round you know it almost seems like he has a second win but in actuality when i rewatched it as opposed to like when i first was watching it um live i was i was watching it and i was like yeah, he hurt him for sure, but it wasn't as bad as I thought uh, when I first watched. But and 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 a lot of even like later in the round, some a lot of the stuff was like grazing, or he would like kind of like turn with it, so it wasn't more dramatic. But I, I think he did really awesome. Have you had that in a fight where you you hit somebody and you're like, this person should be close to dropping, and they you just can't get rid of them? Have you had that where you felt like, oh, what the fuck do I have to do to get rid of this person? Um, Paige Van Zandt was, she had a hard head. <laughs> I was like, not a hard head, but like actually she, she had like kind of a, like a softer neck, like, cause her head just kept whipping back. But I was like, this girl is tough. <laughs> yeah. are, are you still sitting in that? I think you sometimes, because I hate cold water on me so much. Uh, are you still doing six minutes in that tub outside? Yes. And, uh, towards the end of camp, I do 10. So yeah. Wow. How do you like get yourself? Cause I get, my friend keeps telling me he does it in the shower for like two minutes. How do you get yourself to, to like breathe properly? Um, yeah, I think it's just a lot of practice. You know, I start, I start with my legs and then the more that I get used to my legs, just like kind of suffering. Then that's when I kind of, I'll sit on the pot or that's what we call sitting on the pot. It's almost like the training wheels for, for the ice bath, but uh, I have like a big soup pot and I just sit on there. So it's like, it's it's up there but it's not like to where i'm like breathing heavy and then once i get used to that then i'll start like uh sort of yeah doing the whole thing but i mean it still still sucks it does jimmy thinks his little heart's gonna explode and then jimmy gets i can't out, breathe and i gotta put a towel on him and i rub him yeah. <laughs> you like forget how to swim too I'm like a dog when it falls in the lake and panics. That's what I'm like when I'm in cold water. I just, I can't do it. Yeah. I just I flail. I'm like, get me out of here. But it's that, it's that breathing of like, where you feel like you can't catch your breath. For sure. And I, I think that's one of the biggest things for me to, it, it, it or benefits I should say is it is controlling my breath because that's ultimately like when you're in a fight, you train everything, every, all your reactions are there is just staying calm and in a chaotic situation. And uh, what's uh, next for you and Pat? Are you guys traveling at all? Are you just going to relax for a little bit? We would love to see you in New York. If you, if you come here again, what's next for you guys? Um, probably go, I mean, yeah, I gotta, I gotta sit down and think about some stuff. Uh, I don't know yet. Definitely going to, you know, spend Thanksgiving with family and whatnot and enjoy that. Uh, uh, just let some of these bruises kind of heal a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, to do stuff. Five round battle. Look, she looks, she looks amazing. Great. Yeah. It's always better when you go out of not unscathed. Cause you're like, I'm sure you're icing things and like, ah, but Hey man, could have been way worse. Okay. This is so phenomenal. <laughs> that, that, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I had a, I was kind of worried about my eye going into this fight and uh, just to, it, it turned out to be fine, but I had like a little scare for a moment and everything ended up being okay. So the fact that I can just be able to compete, let alone come out and be totally fine is that's the best. That's better than the win. Was it an injury you sustained training or no? Um, it, Yeah, it was just like a weird little headbutt you know, co collision that I had. And it wasn't, it wasn't nothing out of the ordinary, but, um, it just, yeah, it, my vision was just like a little fuzzy for a minute. Okay. Yeah. Whenever it's the eyes, it's always, you know, it's very scary.
Well, we love you, Rose, and we love Pat. And uh, I was really good to hear from you guys, too. I was so, so happy for you. And uh, you, you looked incredible. And I'm sure we'll see you guys again soon. We'd love to see you in New York when you're here. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, guys. All right. And tell Pat. If Pat can hear us, Pat, goodbye. We'll see you soon. All right, buddy? There he All is. Right. All right. <laughs> Rose Namiunas. Thank you, Rose. That was nice. I didn't know Rose was on today. It was a surprise. Oh, I like surprises like that. Yeah, it's a good surprise. Okay. Listen to me. Jimmy, what do you want to plug? Um, I'm good, buddy. I have uh, just my next gig is December 4th in Boca. I've had great shows. A lot of UFC fans. I saw Dean Thomas came on Thursday. I didn't see him, though. He just left. I think he had to get back to the Fighters Hotel. Um, so uh, it was good to see Dean. And Phoenix. Phoenix came on Thursday as well, I believe. Phoenix is great. Yeah. Uh, hey, man. Listen. You know me. I'm on Cameo, SarahBJJ.com. Right. You want a Kimura Savage t-shirt or, hey, or one of these. You like that shirt? There you go. Yes. Uh, Jimmy, I'm going to talk to you in a couple. Oh, wait. You're not going to be here. I won't be here Wednesday, no, but I'll talk to you when you get back. I think, I think. We're going to be the guest co-host. It's going to be so. Let's get Dean Thomas on. I'll know more tomorrow. I'll see how much work they have to do to my windows. I might be able to be on, but I think they'll be working here. All right. Everybody, thank you so much. Yes. We love you all unfiltered army. And uh, by the way, I got some unfiltered fans on the way from walking to the hotel from Penn Station. I had some people stopping me. Oh, unfiltered army. I told them I'd tell you, Jimmy. Well, thank you. Chris Barnett, Chris uh, Curtis, and of course, uh, the great uh, Rose Nami Yunus. Thank you very much. And uh, Matt, I'll see you in a couple everyone. days. We, 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 did I cut you off? When you Nobody. No. We love you all. Yeah, bye. Goodbye, everyone. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.